GG Poker is the biggest online poker site and they have more players than any other on the internet. Why play anywhere else? They have a wide range of games and unique features that you just can't find on any other site. GG Poker run huge tournaments with big prize pools and they hold the record for the biggest ever prize pool on an online poker tournament. There are games for all players at all skill levels, whether you're new to poker or a seasoned pro, including cash games and exciting tournaments like Bounty Hunters and Sunday Majors. GG Poker offer popular games like Texas Hold'em and Omaha to unique games like All In or Fold and Spin and Gold. New players that make their first deposit get £60 in free play, 18+, plus. new UK players only, minimum deposit is £10, full terms and conditions apply, begambleaware.org and please play responsibly. AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients and what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear-headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing a fighting cock for example. One scoop, once a day, before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started. And to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This week on the Fighting Cock Podcast, we talk about Nabil Bentaleb's return to the first team, Tottenham Hotspur and the US fan base. Windy once again drops the knowledge. We also talk about Ishmael Azui and is he really one of 50 top youth players in Europe? I don't know, Windy says something about that sort of stuff. West Ham at home is previewed at length, and it's quite a good preview this week, we must add. We'll talk about our Rowan Ricketts interview that we did, and also, what's the worst thing you've ever done supporting Spurs, and you've got to listen to the second half of this podcast to, to see what Ricky's done. It was a battle, weren't it, Charlie? I'm <laughs> I'm still laughing. <laughs> <laughs>
to fight in. It's to fight in. Clock. It's to fight in. It's to fight in. Clock. Come on, it's episode 16, season 5 of the Fighting Club Podcast. Welcome, everybody. Why are you looking at me like that? Because, uh, like, literally, we were just having a conversation, then you switched the record button, and I was like, oh, we're doing this then. Yeah, <laughs> it's a sign of a professional. Yeah, just switch on, get involved. That's it. Bosh. This bit's very professional as well, yeah. talking about what's happening. Yeah. 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 So, don't come on here, Sorry. giving Billy big bollocks, <laughs> telling us how we do our podcast. <laughs> it's our, it is our podcast. It's a collective now. You're involved, def- definitely. Can win your life. Charlie Parrish of no, no longer of Telegraph. No, no. Moved on to Pastures New. Pastures New. Don't need to talk about. No, just no. Pastures New. Yeah, just New but, Pastures. Okay. I'm I'm now just fighting cock. Yes. <laughs> for, for all intents and purposes, for this. So I was going to say reason. greener pastures, but that would be kind of some sort of crack field in Glasgow, broken files everywhere. And is that it? Is that your new life? Yep. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We got Wendy. Anyway, it's lovely to be here. Yeah, oh, it's lovely to have you here, Charlie. Sorry. No, no. <laughs> Wendy. Hello. All right. How are you doing? Hello. I'm all right. I'm okay. Wendy's looking very smart in his suit, and we're all not quite the same. Oh, straight from work today, yeah. as usual. Um, what you've been listening to today at work? Some experimental jazz for the last hour of my working day. Is this by choice? Or? Uh, no, I. So down the corridor from my office, there's a, a rehearsal studio, and there's. Well, twice a week they have um, this terrible experimental band in um, saxophones, trumpets, drums, keyboards. Horrendous. It's not good. Oh, it's yeah. very repetitive. <laughs> Rick, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, good. What have you been doing over the last couple of weeks? You haven't been here for a while? No, just family life, you know. Yeah. Just waiting for the internationals to be over so I can... It's uh, shit, isn't it? International. I mean, I know Spurs had, what was it, Dyer and Ali played in their pairing as they do for us, and that was relatively interesting on Friday. Obviously, all of it powered into insignificance, given the horrible mm. things that have been happening in Paris. But what, what did you what, catch the game? Did you watch it? I saw a bit. I saw when uh, when Ali came on. I saw the last 20 minutes. Um, sorry, when Dyer... Yeah, they both came on, didn't they? They were both subs. There was, something, saw... there was something erection-making <laughs> about them both coming on together. <laughs> mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, with Kane and Walker on the pitch as well, it's... Uh... It's nice to see so many Spurs players in there at the same time. And Mason's now been called into the squad for the match against France. And today we saw Harry Winks and Shale Harrison training with the England team as well. So there's pictures of them involved. Um, not for any reason other than they needed to make up the numbers. But still, it's Spurs players in England mm. training kits, which is always nice to see. No other club in the history has created more England players than Tottenham Hotspur. It's amazing. I thought Dyer in particular looked... Very well equipped for international football. Thought he tied it up quite well. Used the ball nicely. Yeah, I think I think I, I probably should have started in in retrospect. Mm. The way we played against Spain was um, very conservative. Kind of looked to defend deep and and attack on the counter. And Dyer is perfect for that kind of style. And where Carrick is one of my favourite footballers or in the Premier League era, um, he wasn't really suited for that match and it didn't really feel right for him to be playing. Whereas Dyer was... And he got purposed. injured anyway in the, yeah. in the last minute. Yeah. yeah. That'll teach for leaving Tottenham. It just shows you what the interest in international football when oh, there's really nothing to say about it any of it other than the four, four Spurs players played. Did you watch it, Rick? Uh, no, I replaced my Tottenham cheering, not for internationals, but for cheering my daughter going for a poo in a potty. 
Oh, yeah. Because if I don't cheer and make a big deal of it, she'll just shit on the floor. <laughs> so, or, or in a place where I don't know, which I, I have found to uh, my horror. Uh, you know, just have a shit in your toy box. Don't tell anyone about it. Thanks, man. <laughs> Nice I, thought, I thought that was going to be like cheer on your doors netball team I thought that was going to be football team but no it was that okay go on girl go on disgusting uh, I've, uh, my, my niece was born on Friday oh, oh congratulations nice wow. a little yid in the world yep it's quite good Usually the nonplussed about babies, really. They all look the same for about two months. Yeah. She doesn't like a potato, to be fair. But you made an exception for your own flesh and blood. That's, that's good. I, I tried. <laughs> I tried. And um, I just kind of... I had her on my stomach and I was lying down. I was instructed that that was a good thing. And I just looked down and I just... She looked like a subway put it in the top of her head. <laughs> so I tried to see if I could hit, fit her mouth in my, her head in my mouth. But um, that was bigger than the subway is, so couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, pre-order the fanzine if, if you haven't already. Uh, if you want to guarantee yourself a copy, they're available on thefightingcock.co.uk forward slash shop. Thank you, everybody who has pre-ordered. As ever, this is how we fund what we do, and uh, we don't want to beg for money. We want to give you something in return. And I'm I'm kind of not fussed, not 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 fussed about the, the, the fanzing, but I mean, I'm not kind of like, you know... To be honest, I, you don't give a fuck about the fighting cock at all, really. No, not really, mate. No, not really. It's not, you know... Is this your part of your charm? Yeah. Have you read the running order today? No, no, no. <laughs> it's, just, it's about Tottenham. How hard is it going to be, really? Um, a little bit of work does go into it, Ricky, believe it or not. I know, and I'm grateful for what you lot do. But, but, you know, I bring Ricky's the magic and then free, I go. has got a very free jazz approach, yeah. which, which Wendy won't appreciate this week. <laughs> But um, looking actually, just on the, but the difference between Ricky's and Windy's approach to the podcast is it couldn't be any it's more stuck. different. It's, it's fucking beautiful. <laughs> Windy Scott, that's why we are what we are, isn't it? Windy Scott's MacBook Pro yep. suit on. Yeah, Ricky's got no some kind of beer, some cans of and two cans of Foster's. <laughs> and a rolled-up cigarette. <laughs> Sorry, what did you say? No, just the um, kind of the design, the look, mm. the feel mm. of. The fanzine, it, um, that, that, I don't want to spoil it, but the, the, it is one, of, one, of, one of the pictures at the end of uh, yeah. the O-Dog, yeah. it, it looks fucking It does, it's, it's always, it? and it's always a bit awkward, this bit, when we have to push it, because obviously if everyone's heard this before, and it's a bit... It I kinda, don't give you, a shit, though. No, I, well, I, I kind of, I've, I've, I'm conscious of it when I'm on other podcasts, I don't know if you've listened to the Graham Hunter podcast, mm. the fucking bit where he asks for money, which mm. I know he, he needs to do it, to, to, to pay for it, but it's... It's fucking infuriating. I don't. I don't feel like it's the same thing because right. I. I genuinely, like Ricky was saying, this fanzine is incredible. It's 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 so impressive, and we improve, or rather, Flav drives the improvement of the fanzine issue by issue, and it is. It's now at a level which I'm so proud that it's great. I've left it on my that. desk at places that I've worked, and you know, professional journalists, designers, all sorts of people come over and flip through and gone. Fucking hell, this is. This is really, really good. Is that true? Yeah, for real. I'm not just saying that. But honestly, the thing is, as well, um, look, I don't know that podcast you just mentioned. I don't know how we ask for money and stuff. But mm. this, this is people taking the time and effort to to write, to design, to do this, to do that, and all club together. And it's just like to sit back. It, it is an amazing thing. So um, yeah, it is we're, worth. We're giving the money. some. We're giving some talented writers a platform to to have their excellent articles seen as well. And I know we probably um, 
we say it facetiously, but Spooky's article in the latest fanzine is is special. It's, it's amazing. It's, it's so so impressive. Yeah. Um, and you could read that in any kind of high level um, sporting yeah publication, and you'd think that's an excellent article. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's incredible. We'll stop going on about this now. Um, <laughs> so the fanzine. <laughs> Charlie, I've offered you a place in the fanzine about three or four times. And you've, what have, how much have you written? I've, I've been I've been a bit tied up recently. The next one. Okay. I was well, going to make. I was going to mention that. I'm not well. sure if there's space in the next one, Charlie. Oh, okay, fine. No, there is. There is. <laughs> please, please write something in the next one. Okay, so uh, quickly about Monaco. Not, whoa! Sorry, the mic just went. That's my fault. Don't worry about it. Where's Engineer's Elf's Monster Munch when you need it? I hate it. Last time. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry about that. Uh, what was I saying? Uh, Monaco, people asking about 1882 and Monaco. Again, Monaco are taking 35, so it's not possible. I realise, acutely aware, that we've only done one 1882. It's just impossible. Monaco have got, like, nine fans. I know. Well, that? I think what the way they've taken... They've not returned the allocation because the club would have told us, so they're right. definitely taking this to seats. Sure. So I, I don't mm. know what, what it's about, really, but so be it. Um, we've got a question from Javad Mavahedi. That's about right. Yeah. Uh, he's on... He does the Something Family podcast, I think. It does, yeah. So he said, How did Wendy and Charlie mm. Parrish's dinner date go? Is the new fighting cock bromance brewing fo- uh, following on from Flav and T's loving? What, what's this all about? Are you two, like, yeah, meeting he, up outside podcast hours? How does he know that you guys have gone for dinner and... We mentioned it on the pod. You should listen to it. Once oh, yeah. <laughs> I did, I did. That's, that's right. You jogged my memory. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, how's it going? It was good. What were you doing? Are nice... we allowed to talk about it? Because I don't really know, but you don't want to talk about it. Uh, we've got maybe something. We've got a project brewing. Is it Tottenham perhaps? related? Yeah, yeah, it's Tottenham related. Oh, it's exciting. Yeah, it is yeah. exciting. I kind of... This is what listeners must be like when people when we talk about in-jokes and yeah. no one knows because I have no idea what you're Flav's talking about. Flav's well known because he's not involved. I'm a little bit fucked off because generally I'm at, the, I'm, I'm at the focal point of everyone's yeah. sort of attention and I don't like the <laughs> fact that I'm not this time around. But how, how is it going? You, you kind of really do get on well, didn't you? It's really <laughs> awkward, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking awkward, yeah. No, me and Charlie... They're both blushing as well. Uh, oh. Me and They're Charlie so have a special, special relationship. I mean, it's early days. It's early days. No, so me, no, me, me and T are on the rocks. It was just two guys out for a few <laughs> organic beers, shooting the shit, and that's that's what there is. I watched Peach Show this week because that sounded exactly like Peach Show. Did you like it? Yeah, really? I did. It was amazing, <laughs> wasn't it? Bag him up. Don't, <laughs> up. don't talk about it too much because I've not seen it yet. <laughs> Bag him up. <laughs> you know, punch him, kick him. Anyway, fuck this is stupid. He's amazing, Peep Show. Um, yeah, it's going well, Javad. Thanks. Uh, yeah, Matt thank, Ho- thank you for inquiring. Matt Hull says when. When you, Charlie, come home from a busy day at, week, at work, does Windy have a hot bath run for you with candles? He does, and my wife's really started to get annoyed by it. Yeah. So um, I should probably take it to the hotel next time. <laughs> I was like, Will you stop mentioning Windy's name, for fuck's sake? <laughs> anyway, let's talk some football. Um, Nabil Bentaleb. Is retur- Nabil <laughs> ben- ben- oh, I'll get it. Yeah, I was always sure whether or not I should say Bentaleb or Bentaleb. It's ben- it is Bentaleb, but we we've said Bentaleb for so long now that it's stuck. Okay, Bentaleb. Uh, he's he was he played for Algeria and he's in the squad. It looks like he will be for the West Ham game. Um, do you think he should start? I mean, his quality is. Yeah, but when did he play for Algeria? Weekend. Last weekend, yeah. Shit, he played half an hour, I think. I don't, probably I, don't doesn't... Think, I don't think absolutely no way he should. 
being the 11. I think that's insane. Yeah, mm. that is insane. I mean, Potts I doesn't do that anyway, does no, he? No, he's... He doesn't bring no, that straight back absolutely in. not. I mean, I think he'd be lucky to get on the bench right now, to be honest. Yeah. Not, And I'm not, you know, being knee-jerk from him having, obviously, a really poor game against Man United and then, was it the Everton game he played in as well and he wasn't particularly great and then he got the injury, but... I mean, you can't you can't deny that a lot of our success has been built on the sort of bedrock of that central midfield, and that's before you talk about Dembele maybe dropping back mm. and playing in the two. That's before Mason, who's mm. played well at points this season. So I mean, I think he'd be lucky to be on the bench for the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I think as his fitness gets back to where it needs to be to play for Potter's team, it's it's going to be that long. I don't think you'll probably he probably won't be in the squad. I, I'd be surprised if he was. He may make the t- uh, subs bench for Chelsea. He should play against Carabag. That would be that would make sense for him to be sort of brought back in in European football and kind of get up to speed that way. Because it, it was so reliant on high energy play in midfield, and if he's not at that level, then he won't be effective. His return is, is really well timed, really, because you think we're actually down to bare bones, down Dyer and uh, Ali. Mm. Well, uh, Mason's back now. Yeah, that's a good point. So. Uh, what I said doesn't mean anything now (laughs) I forgot about Mason completely but I mean to have four players that you know that can all play there maybe we'll see Ali be pushed forward a little bit now Um, and and the fact that we we could have had to rely on Dembele and now we really hope that we continue to see him he's got injured hasn't he Dembele's been injured didn't they say that he he came out and said he just sat out of training right okay because he had a tiny bit of stiffness or something um, <laughs> we were just talking he about was so con- turned on by his own form. <laughs> um, yeah, with with Benton, it's kind of with with the way that uh, how Potts wants his teams to play with pressing, uh, and we've all heard about his training that it's kind of like you know no prisoners taken really. It's just it's a hundred percent all the time double training sessions whatever I think you really would have to get up to that level mm, particularly in central midfield exactly mm. to to kind of I don't know to, to, to even like you're saying like, is he going to make the bench I don't know I think you, you really do have to work up that that fitness and that sharpness to mm. even uh, to even warrant a place on the bench really I mean he had done exceptionally well when he was uh, when he was in the team um and kind of, uh, I, I went through the stage of Bentaleb where everyone was talking about him, and I just didn't see what he did. I was just like, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. So I spent a couple of times just focusing. I had my own uh, player cam, which is my eyes stuck, <laughs> stuck on Bentaleb, and I it was just kind of watching his kind of winning the ball back, recycling what he actually does. He's kind of measured short passes and what he actually brings to the team. And then I was like, okay, yeah, maybe because he hasn't got this kind of you know, tearing past defenders and stuff like that, that I don't notice him and that, mm. you know, it you know, it, it happens, you kind of see what you want to see, really. But That's a really good of, point. There's so many agendas when watching football that you, uh, people do see what they want to see. Or you, you kind of read something. If, if you read something over, like, if you read two articles and they're both saying that, I don't know, Mason is just all energy and you think, oh, actually, just watch him. Oh, yeah, he is all energy. But, like, that's... You're, you're taking you're kind of being these subliminal messages of that's how they play and that's how you think they play until you actually spend watch time and watch them yeah mm-hmm. yeah I was following on from that what I was going to say about Bentaleb was that for the youth teams he tended to play a little <coughs> bit higher up the pitch and this playing alongside Dyer potentially gives him that freedom to progress forward a bit more and, and we might see a bit more of him in an attacking sense 
He's got a nice shot on him. He he can burst through it at opportune moments. Um, and that I think that partnership, potentially Bentaleb and Dyer, would be a very solid pairing for certain away matches um, in the Premier League. I think that would work really well. What, as a defensive two? Mm. Really? In a double pivot, yeah. What with, about Dyer? Sorry, Bentaleb and Dyer. Did I not say that? Ali. Yeah, yes. sorry, Bentaleb uh, and Dyer. That's all right. Um, on a mark, uh, he's going to be the player that makes way, I think, given the fact that he's the youngest and most inexperienced. Do you think if Bentaleb comes in, if he's on the bench, then... Ali would push forward into that position. What, what is Onoma's ten, position? He's ten. He, yeah, he's an attacking midfielder. He can play. He can play as an eight or a ten, really. But he, for the first team, it seems that he's What's mostly eight? sort of more attacking right, of the two yeah. central midfielders. Okay, <laughs> six would be defensive. Okay, or four. Or four. <laughs> yeah. Is there an eleven? That's left winger normally, isn't it? Yeah. Nine. Centre forward. forward. Seven. Right, right winger. winger. All right, that's it. <laughs> I enjoyed that game a whole lot <laughs> more than I should have. Um, sorry, I've thrown you all off. See, on on Omar in the first team's mostly been a sort of left-sided player because it, it does make sense in a way to bring youth players in in that attacking band of three where there's less mm. responsibility and they get that bit more um, freedom and there's you know he, quite excited he, about him. He's good. Um, yeah, mm. he's really good. He's, he's clearly usurped maybe Townsend in the in the rankings, I reckon, yeah. just judging from the last few games, who, who's coming off the bench when. What I was going to say about Benslip was that I think how he responds to the next couple of months will be really interesting, in that there was obviously that sort of standoff over the summer about his contract. He might have potentially maybe one of those agents that wants very much the best for his client, and if he's not feeling that his client's in the right situation, then he could perhaps agitate towards something else. Did he sign a new contract? He did, yeah, and we were all over the moon. I mean, that was, you know, we all felt like at that stage, perhaps Kane and Lloris aside, he was our best player. So how he responds to coming back in, and I imagine not walking straight back into the team, and I imagine he's going to have to deal with the fact that Deli Ali is now the sort of midfield golden boy, plus Eric Dyer has kind of re- reinvented himself into maybe the most important player in the in the eleven in that position he plays, how he responds to that, I think it's going to be really interesting. I think actually the pressure's off him. He's no longer that the young starlet that's come through. He's a, a, t- a player that can mm. get on with his game now. And hopefully, yeah, absolutely. There was a lot of pressure and a lot of talk, certainly amongst the Tottenham support, of how good a player he could become last season. I thought he was excellent last season. I really did. I, I'd, I'd rank him in our top five players, probably behind Loris, Rosen, and, and Kane. Obviously, last season, yeah, I thought he was excellent, and now given the fact that all of the expectations gone because actually I don't know if it's this is true for you lot but from my perception um, from Tottenham support through Twitter is that there's actually a little bit of stick you know mm. they're actually a little bit like they kind of lowered their expectations of him yeah. massively so much so that they're actually ready to give him stick that's the fit my gut feeling about this do you know what he is he's as good as a new signing <laughs> that's right it's, he's a, he's a, it is a cliche but there's a lot of truth in that and there's in previous seasons, we've had issues with um, not rotating players. And I mentioned a while back that it's almost forced rotation for us because we've got these players coming back from injury who haven't played. And so their, t- their legs are a bit fresher. And it's quite nice having players coming back midway through a season to kind of hopefully hit form just in time for the run-in. Absolutely. All right. So that's that answered. Neville <laughs> um, <laughs> Bentaleb. Sorted. Sorted. <laughs> Done. Done and dusted. Uh, I've got a question from James. Uh, it's at, oh, he's on Twitter, James. Um, <laughs> was, is, have you seen his surname? No. Relterich, is it? Yeah, Relterich. Yeah. Yeah. Right. J. Oh, Relterich. J. Relterich. And just try and figure it out how to spell that yourself. 
Um, I have a question for you guys. 704,000 people watched the North London Derby on NBC in the US. My question to you, gentlemen, is how long until more people are watching in America than in England? It's up from 537,000 uh, last year and the fifth most watched game this season. Did you say 4,000? What would you say? Seven hundred and four. Seven hundred and four. Four thousand. Yeah. yeah. We'd be having this conversation if it was four thousand. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't think it's going to take too long at all for that num for the US number to overtake the UK number. No. I um, I've spent a little bit of time in California the last couple of months, and it's been really interesting talking to people about Tottenham. I think the the deal with the NFL in particular has you know forget the Yedlin and us going over there in the summer. The NFL thing, I think, is going to really push us over the top in terms of potentially becoming a lot of Americans, sort of US, sorry, uh, their, their Premier League team. Yeah. And every single person I, I spoke to when I mentioned that I was into football and they asked which team I supported, they all knew they all knew Tottenham. They were like, oh, the team that's going to get the NFL team or the team that's going to have the new stadium with the NFL team playing in it. And um, I think it's... I think it's it's, it's coming and they're they're really into it now they really are yeah does anyone know sorry I although I was listening to you Flav read out the question but <laughs> uh, does it mention how many people watch uh, the Premier League in the UK oh uh, it's a good point I mean I, I, I'd imagine probably I mean it's not it if it I isn't it's similar, it's similar. No, if not more, more, more for the North London Derby. Yeah, that's more. a lot. Of, like half a million I'd, people is a lot of people. Well, well, go, go on Twitter. We'll talk. You go on the internet because you've got your laptop open. Um, find out. Um, yeah, I, I, I guess there's a sub sub question here. There's there's a subtext. There's we read between the lines. Find out what he's saying. Is this mm. is this a good thing? I think I think one of the major problems with modern football is that it, it does pander to overseas fans it is moving in that direction and I'll tell you what doesn't pander to overseas fans 12.30 kickoffs when you're watching on the west coast of America and you have to get up at 4.30 in the morning to go to an Irish bar to watch Tottenham that oh, is not pandering to foreign fans <laughs> well how long but the, the, the San Fran- yeah. not back yeah but the San Francisco Spurs supporters group which are excellent and which hosted me superbly well thank you very much boys you know they're all there. They, all, you, they uh, all drive did, like three three hours to get there for four in the morning to watch to watch Tottenham. That is mental. That is fucking it's insane. insane. Is insane. I, I met guys with like Tottenham tattoos that only started supporting Spurs like three that's, years that's ago. That's also insane. It's also insane. What, uh, they, they really do. I did give like a the shit. cut of their did, jib though. Did, yeah, absolutely. Did you use the fighting cock to get through the door? They they are big fans of the fighting cock. Thank you very much. Huge fans. <laughs> I'm talking about. I, I use the fighting cock to get in many doors. <laughs> I often then want to leave. <laughs> That door that I've I, just entered into. I use bike to get in, in Ricky's back door. <laughs> yeah, like, no, I do. Sometimes you're a bit reluctant. And I go, remember what I gave you? With a fighting cock, you were nothing before. <laughs> Bend over. Sorry, you've just cheapened your, your point, Charlie, massively. Somewhat, again. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, when, when there's so much money coming from overseas, uh, and that's ultimately the decisions in football are going to be made where the money's coming from. And mm. if there is such a massive and huge audience, no doubt there will be for Tottenham going forward in from the States, and not just the States, everywhere else in, in the world as well. It's a, it's, a, it's a global sport now, and Tottenham have become a global franchise. Um, I think if the NFL move into the stadium, then it becomes a bigger question because we're sharing our stadium with another team that are potentially bringing in more revenue than us. 
and that's when you have to start wondering if it's White Hart Lane 2.0 home of Tottenham Hotspur or White Hart Lane 2.0 home of the North London Buccaneers or whatever it might be yeah I mean Flav you were just saying then kind of half-heartedly joking about you know your back doors no that's never a joke (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's very serious bloody sincere (laughs) pure Um, come on (laughs) sorry when Charlie was saying about uh, kickoff time being half uh, being 4.30 in America and you were saying yeah but we could you know change the time of kickoff so they could watch it or anyone around the world so it's more appealing mm. blah, blah blah I mean we've we've already seen a, a Saturday three o'clock kickoff change into a Sunday's then it's changed into a Monday super, yeah. and then it's changed now into Friday is it Friday's yeah, is it so there is going to be some yeah. it, it changes season, all the yeah. time and you know the, the times of kickoff the days wherever Do you, would you it's going to just it's just going to flex the appeal to would you uh, accept a kickoff at midnight no, I think that's un- for, for me. Yep, that's unreasonable. I don't okay. think the police would either because of transport and this. This happened as has happened in Spain already. There's, so there's accommodate been to- accommodate uh, Real Madrid and, and Barcelona fixtures. Wow. In fact, there was one game that got pushed back, and this might be wrong. There's some people on Twitter that know Spanish football a lot better than me, but they they pushed back a Valencia game for a Mourinho interview so that they could broadcast it live. Andrew Gaffney, can you tell us whether that's Yeah, true? that's true. And I think a protest <clears throat> was that they threw tennis balls onto uh, onto the pitch during... Um... Oh, frightening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the point was that they had to stop the game. Today, but... Charlie, what's wrong with you? Sorry. <laughs> you cynical, cynical I'm kid. just excited to be back. It's my first, my first appearance of the season. Rearing around like Gazza in the 91 Cup final. <laughs> so, didn't do it in a minute. But, you know, it could happen. And, and, and that's worrying for, for us. But less worrying for fans abroad who are going to be able to not get up at one o'clock in the morning. And like I say, where the money is is where football will go ultimately, in my opinion. I looked up the um, the viewer viewing figures, and the Spurs Chelsea match last year where we beat them had one point seven million viewers. Wow! So that was on B team. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, it was yeah, B team. Oh, nice. um, and I looked up also nice yesterday there. the um, what the MLS gets. In um, ESPN in the US, and it's about two hundred and fifty thousand. So the Premier League is potentially getting more than double what the MLS gets, which is kind of a, it's quite sad, really. Yeah, that their own product isn't popular or isn't as popular. I went to um, a few MLS games, and that doesn't necessarily surprise yeah, me. The qu- it's all about the quality, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, the, was it any good? What, what was your experiences over there? I went to see a couple of uh, San Jose Earthquakes games. They've got a brand new stadium, yeah. which is actually really nice. They had like a section of ultras, which is largely sort of um, kind of South American, Mexican people that have moved to California. Oh, really? Or sort of second generation. And they go absolutely mental for 90 minutes. Do not stop singing. They've got a band. It's brilliant. It's yeah. brilliant. And they've got... How many are we talking? So 20,000... Uh, Seat Stadium, and it's about half of the South Stand is their ultras. What, so you're talking thousands? Yeah, I'm talking like a good, maybe, mm, three. maybe two, three thousand. That's incredible. It's really, Sweet. it's really good. They also behind one of the goals, they have the longest outdoor bar in America. That's what we need. Yeah. Which you can have in California, <laughs> which you couldn't have in N17. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, I think a, a, a lot of majority probably not all but the majority of um why 
the uh, soccer doesn't take off is um, the names that you have at the end of the, the, the football it's teams. The, the, it's Rail, a good point. It's like. not, it's, yeah, I just. It's uh, a good point because they, you think that everything about it is authentic. You know, you've got your fans, you've got your stadiums, proper football stadiums now, yeah. apart from New York City, which plays in the baseball stadium. Um, you've got your support. But what you don't have, and what they've fucked completely up, is the name. I don't know the history either, mm. but the names. The San Jose Earthquakes. I mean, I get the to be fair to that's one of the more authentic ones because they were around during the sort of Pele NASL years. Yeah, so that was it's a horrendous was, name. It's a, yeah, it's ridiculous. And then the actual the, the most the, galaxy, the, just you know, mm, the most Colorado franchised Rapids. the most franchised club in uh, in America, because given the fact it's owned by Man City and it's called New York City, is the only one with a decent name. And even then you have to add FC on the end when you say it. It's New York City FC. Yeah. It's ridiculous. The Sounders, I mean Sounders. You could say anything. You could put any any kind of natural disaster in front of the city (laughs) and then you'll have a name of a football team. San Jose Typhoons. That's... that's, The Tsunamis. uh, You could see it all. That is a bloody good point. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get get it. I suppose we do support... We do support Tottenham Hotspur. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to be fair, we've got the most American we've got the most ridiculously yeah. American. Yeah. Although the, the the reasoning behind that name is not ridiculous and it's, no, it's, it's incredible. And it's a beautiful name. It yeah. is that I adore more than anything. It's absolutely wonderful. Do, does everyone here know? Should we talk just tell so in case people are listening? Some, Take some the people floor know. Yeah, go on then. Alright, so the Hotspur comes from Sir Henry Percy, who was the son of a nobleman, Northumberland. Someone Northumberland, I'm not I'm fucking this up, but anyway, he was a hothead, he was a, a kind of warrior, and in as he rode into battle, he would wear, because he's the bollocks, you know what I mean, this geezer's like, I'm not no ordinary fucking wielding a sword about kind of guy, yeah. I'm coming to fuck shit up, and I'm doing this, and so you know I'm coming, so you shit your pants when I come, is, I'm going to wear riding spurs, so as I wired my horse into battle, you can hear chink, chink, chink. Jink. And then you think, this geezer's not fucking around. It's not just an, any suit of armour, this is a suit of armour with uh, riding spurs in the background. So that's where spurs comes from, hot spurs. Uh, okay. And he was, called, he was called Harry Hotspur. Not the dickhead blogger that we've got. The mm. uh, the actual, uh, that, that's the real Harry Hotspur. That's, uh, that's, I didn't actually know that. Well... I thought, he looks no, like I, his mind is being done. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was something different. What did you think it was? Well, I thought it's because this is going to sound really bad, but um, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was taken from that there was a lot of the people that built the team, and there was like a kind of uh, I think it was uh, there was a priest, yep, who created the team. Yeah, his name's John, John Ripshaw, uh, and then they took uh, the name from a cartoon or something like that. No, you're out. You're out. I've never heard that before. No. <laughs> Why did the cartoons in eighteen eighty? No, it was it was like a. This sounds like something your dad told you to shut you up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Ricky. So what it was? He never used the the cartoon cartoon. thing to shut me up. This is cop. (laughs) See what that that pops. I know you so well. That popped in my head just as you said he did many things. Um, Yeah, so that was it. He was the son of the Earl of Northumberland, who owned the, the the land. Oh, okay. Around Tottenham. Is that hence Northumberland Park? Yes, exactly. Um, and should he was totally, also. We should totally do a Spurs history. So well, we do. We're making a, a, a documentary called Memory Lane. I, I heard about this. Yeah, I heard about um, this. 
Uh, no, all this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking shit. There was something else I was going to say about all this as well, but I can't remember. Anyway, we've got a wonderful, beautiful name. Thank you, Harry. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, he was also written about Harry Hotspur uh, by Shakespeare in um, Henry VIII, Part Four. Is that right? Henry the Fourth part. Oh, yeah, fuck knows. I don't know. I'm fucking up now. Anyway, let's. Uh, one quick question, Wendy, um, before we break for the first half. Uh, Ishmael Azawi, who we let go. Well, we didn't let go. I think he kind of engineered a move out, or he didn't sign a new contract, or we just got offered a good fee. What happened? Yeah, I think we got offered a good fee, basically, and he got offered a good deal. What was it like? With, um, what, Wolfsburg. What was the fee? It was about a million. It hasn't ever been revealed, but I was told that it was a seven-figure sum and there's also a sell-on percentage involved. So Spurs were reluctant to accept it, but happy that essentially they got a good fee for a player. Who... How hard is it for Tottenham to keep a player in that situation? If um... I should, Just before we go into this, he was just named in, in October in uh, Guardian's top 50 next-generation players. Um, so that's why we're talking about it. But well, yeah, go on, what, what, how... It all depends on what the player wants because we've had similar situations with Onomar a while back was making not moves as such, but he wanted there was interest. He, he he wanted a new contract and there was interest from Man City in Onomar. Marcus Edwards has been similar issues mm. with him where because he's got this massive reputation, other clubs have sniffed around and Spurs want to tie him down to a deal, but he's been too young to sign a contract. So it's We've proven that we can keep players and, and we can get them signed onto a contract, but it's it seems it's not like, easy. It seems oddly perverse that it should be harder to keep a a player that you've had in your academy and is still only mm. sixteen, seventeen, eighteen than it is to keep a twenty eight year old, you know, full international. Well we're finding the same thing with Velkovic now where he mm. he's most likely gonna leave in January because he feels that he's been messed about to an extent because he's he's a player that's ready for first team football. He could if he was at a different Premier League club, he may well be in the first team by now. He's he's good enough to play Premier League football, in my opinion. And he, feel, he he's Pochettino doesn't seem as someone who fits into the side, and Velkovic feels as though he he should be considered worthy of a place in the side. Yeah. So there's that standoff, isn't there, between the two? And it's not easy to when the player wants away and they've got yeah. an agent telling you you need to leave for the good of your career. What what's the club going to do? They can't yeah. just throw money at the situation because it sets a precedent. Then was Asawi. Uh, at, um, was Poch manager when when he went? Yes, when he went in the summer. Oh, was it? Yeah. <clears throat> it's I don't know. It, if you were thinking it, if it, like you're saying, it's di- it's a difficult one when you've got your um, agent telling you that you know it's the best for your career. There's money coming in, blah blah blah. But if you were to look to see kind of what Poch has done with bringing youth through, how we're playing, how hungry our players are into the England team, blah, blah, Mm. blah. There is no better place. And also the the training ground, uh, everything. You know, there is everything for a young Mm. player. If you are good enough to succeed and and discipline and learning, then Tottenham is the place to do it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you made a good point about the agent because... You remember that you're saying Azawi might have wanted an engineer to move away, but it isn't just a young player. It's not like it would have been in Redknapp's day where they sit down with a mum and dad and say, look, this is the best place for your son Ishmael, and, you know, here's 50 grand just to make sure it happens, allegedly. Um, you know, the, it, that, those days are past. You've got agents who know how football works and also get kickbacks for, for they get fees for transfer players. So, you know, he's gonna. He, they may have said to 
Ishmael said that Wolfsburg are interested. They're going to offer you a, a first team squad place mm. that you're not, you don't currently have at Spurs. I think he was on the bench on the first when he very first signed. And he's been advised by people around him that his family probably trusts. The agent's probably been involved with him for a long time. And he thinks, and, and they well, may well be right, they may have made the right move. You know, It's probably different with him to perhaps other players that are from... Enfield or Edmonton or whatever, you know, like leaving to go to Germany isn't such a bizarre thing. It's closer to Belgium, which is where he's from. Right? Yeah, yeah, so. and also the fact that he's been over here, um, not with his family. So he, I think this, this is something I wrote about in my latest fanzine article. They live, they tend to live with host families. So he'll he'll have been over for a year or so, living with a host family. So he, you know, he's got connections to some extent here. Oh, I live really near the training ground. I wonder if I can have one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure my wife won't mind us taking in some surly 16-year-old. <laughs> Set her back. Judah <laughs> will be worried, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, could you imagine? <laughs> Only an ugly one, please. <laughs> Give us an ugly one. Give us that ginger keeper. What's his name? <laughs> McGee. Is probably not ginger, is he? He's not ginger. Glover is. Glover him. 17-year-old. You can Aussie. have my spare room any time, Tom. <laughs> Tom Odelson. Tom, it's Tom Glover, right? Yeah. yeah. Not you, Cameron Carter Vickers. Yeah. You are not allowed inside my house. Or my or wife. My wife. <laughs> oh, damn it! <laughs> I set him up, Eve Day Bastards. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, where were we? I don't know. What were we saying? I mean, I don't think it's the end of the world that he's left, basically. He, yeah, he wasn't one of your favourites. He was wasn't he? one of my favourites. He's, he's a good player. He finishes well. He'll probably make a decent move himself. Bit for the Prem? Yeah. Who, yeah. who was one of your favourites that didn't actually do anything? Um, there have been a few. Yasser Kasim, who who now plays for Swindon, was a big favourite of mine. I think I still strongly believe that had he stayed at Spurs, he'd have become... Why did he leave? Uh, again, parents, his, his parents, parental pressure. Bright lights for Swindon. Yeah. <laughs> he got he Swindon got, is the worst place on earth. <laughs> yeah, really. Like, could you imagine moving? I mean, he didn't live in Tottenham. He lived in Hatfield or wherever, somewhere out like, out in Hertfordshire. Going from there to Swindon, and I, I don't think anybody who lives in Swindon is intelligent enough to to be able to download a podcast. So I'm not going to get in trouble <laughs> from saying this because with their seven fingers, they probably won't be able to work the buttons on the keyboard, or maybe they'll be able to type incredibly fast. I don't know, but. A hellmouth, one of the worst places on earth. Sweden. And if you if you live there, you, you should want more for yourself. Get out. <laughs> you loved um, uh, Luongo, right? Big fan of Luongo. How's he doing at QPM? Thank you, Charlie. Apparently, apparently, has done really well. Left tirade against seven fingers. Swindonites. We should nip that in the bud. Yeah, we're, we're friends with the West Country. We've got Alex from Bristol on the on the podcast. Yeah, so he's all right, but he's never he never lived in Swindon. <laughs> Funnily enough, Barty lived in Swindon for six months, which explains a lot. Yeah, to be fair. Definitely. Yeah, got, um, yeah. What's his name? Longo, really good player, and he's doing well. And the fans has he found his level? Like uh, I well, think he can still make it as a Premier League player. You mean okay. his level being the <clears> shortlisted <throat> for the Ballon d'Or? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> this is a true story. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure if I played for Gibraltar, I'd probably get on that. To be honest, mate, yeah. he, you you don't, and he he plays for Australia and he's on there. Socceroos, yeah, that's, that's true. That's incredible. <laughs> that is true. I do, I do not play for Gibraltar. <laughs> <laughs> is there any any truth in the fact that we have to kind of make four hundred thousand pound on each of our youth? Pod- we don't have to. That was a figure that definitely came from within the club, and they basically said if we make four hundred thousand pounds a year from one of our youth sales, then it funds the academy. Oh, only they only have to make it off one. 
Yeah, I believe so. Which, I mean, would, would, would we're, that, we're that well be... up on that. I mean, yeah. you think of yeah. what we sold Corker for. Millions. Yeah. Um, we're, we're doing well. Windy, gun to your head. Who is the next... Um, Who's the next one to come through properly? First team regular. Are you including Onomar in that? No, because that's too no, easy, because we would say that. Um, I think Walker-Peters has got a really good chance. Yeah, he said this really, really like Walker-Peters. What's your timeline for um, Marcus Edwards, who everyone is obviously most so excited about? He, he, Edwards is not 17 yet. And he's is he still? Fucking hell. I think he's turned 17 in, inside the next few weeks, actually. Has so he signed a pro contract? He can. When he turns 17, he can sign a pro contract. Come on, Marcus. Well. My, I think is he that good? He's, yeah, really he's, really he's really good. He's really, really, really good. He looks like Messi. Lovely player. Um, I'm going to regret saying that. <laughs> <laughs> that. That clip video thing that someone put up of his England perfor- uh, performance yeah. the other week. Just... Oh. He just oh, quite, so, so, quite <laughs> Lovely, lovely yeah. close control. Knows when to release the ball. He scores goals. He assists goals. He's, he he's, does damage and he's, he's a really effective player. Him and Carter um, Vickers look like the real deal to me. Yeah, Carter Vickers has got a great chance. His problem is that we've, we're really strong at centre back. Mm. So you think, where, when's he going to get games? Is he quick enough to play fullback? Or is he just not that kind of player? I don't think he's really got the mobility to play fullback. Well, he, he has played it right back. What about Walker Peters? Yeah, he's lovely. Brilliant athleticism. Um, <laughs> his dribbling is amazing. Let's One of the sell best. Kieran Trippier to. Well. No, I, 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 I have <laughs> said just... many times that the signings of Yedlin and Trippier did baffle me in the sense that mm. I would genuinely rather have just given Walker Peters a chance at, at full back. Okay, we've got to wrap it up. And just quickly, you mentioned the fanzine. Uh, what did you write about? I wrote about um, youth players. Um, Again. How, how, yeah, uh, it's, it's my thing. Next time, can you write about really old players? Taking the oldest ever players. An article about Brad Friedel coming you, up there. You did, you did put a draft in for another idea and not about youth players. And we read it and was like... Just write about what you first <laughs> Stick to what you know, man. Yeah. Yeah. Don't go yeah. to those bad God, what was it, what was it about? Was it uh, it's called not... From Cradle to Lane. It's about the development of youth players, how it happens, and, and how they get their chance. Another great article, and then some brilliant artwork from an article, art, artist called Joe Gamble, who's a great had... name as well. Yeah, he's a great mm-hmm. name. Uh, okay, that's it for the first half of the Fighting Cock podcast. Uh, Windy, no doubt, hearing more of all that shit we just talked about. <laughs> yeah. Windy, back to draw the fucking knowledge, blood. I see you, I got your back. Hi, this is Windy, back with the weekly youth update. Looking at our young players and players out on loan. Starting off with the low knee, Conor Ogilvie played the full match and got an assist for Stevenage in a tool draw with Yeovil. Moving swiftly on to the youth teams, the under-18s lost 5-3 away at Fulham on Saturday morning. Keenan Bennett's Christian Magoma and Marcus Edwards got our goals. Our youngsters have also been drawn at home to Rotherham in the third round of the FA Youth Cup. In the absence of a league fixture this week, our under-21s played a behind-closed-doors friendly against Barnet, which they won 5-2. It saw the return of Shaq Coulthurst and Kenny McAvoy and Will Miller also featured. Plenty of our youngsters have been away on international duty this week. Milos Velkovic played the full 90 for Serbia under-21s. They drew one all at home to Italy in a European qualifier. Harry Winks played the full match as England under-20s lost 4-3 to France. That was meant to be a double-header, but the second match was called off after the terrible tragedy that unfurled in Paris. 
Cameron Carter-Vickers started for the US under-23 side in a friendly in Brazil. They lost 2-1. Midfielder Charlie Owens played the full match for Northern Ireland under-19s. They won 2-1 at Norway in a European qualifier. Defender Chris Paul was an unused sub. Then on Saturday, Owens was a 79th-minute sub and Paul was once again an unused sub as Northern Ireland drew one all at Russia. Finally, Josh Onomar and Kyle Walker-Peters both played the full 90 for the England under-19s. They drew 2-2 with Holland. If you're interested in more young players, follow me on Twitter at WindyCoys. That's Coys for Come On You Spurs. Second half of the Fighting Got Podcast. Thank you very much, Windy. Pleasure. Yeah. Uh, we've got West Ham. Playing them in, uh, is it, when, when is it? Saturday or Sunday? Sunday, isn't it? Sunday, Sunday four, four o'clock. o'clock. Yeah. On telly, is it? Mm-hmm. Big one in the United States, you reckon? Probably. Decent uh, decent time for them. Too. Decent turnout. What does that work out in San Diego? Seven, like? seven, seven hours, is it? Difference? It's eight hours. Um, it's still quite an ten. early one. Ten, yeah. Ten. ten doable. Right? Lovely breakfast. Not yeah, nine, not... I think. <laughs> Whatever. Eight. Doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, we'll work it out. West Ham. Morning, morning, in the morning. In the morning. West Ham in parts have been very, very impressive. They've won a lot of games. Um, they've lost a couple where you thought they would do much better. They've beaten Chelsea, Arsenal, Man City. Is that Man City? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Liverpool. Liverpool, yeah. Um, All away from home. Well, yeah. Not Chelsea game, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They've, they've, done, uh, they've made huge strides in a very short amount of time under Bilich. And I think I was. I wasn't. I'm not surprised by that because he he done a great job with Croatia. I'm surprised by that, to be honest. Really, I, I really just thought it was going to go really badly wrong for Bilic at West Ham. I don't. It wasn't but his record suggests that it would, it would have gone well. No, he didn't pull up too many trees at uh, Besiktas. Exactly. Yeah, and it was at Croatia Bechita. when he was manager of Croatia, it's not like he had a poor. Selection. No, he had, he had the real good yeah. yeah. All right, fuck me. But he's done incredibly well, incredibly well. Uh, like you say, in a short space of time, he's really turned it round. They started off horrifically, yeah. and, and now he's building a proper team with a proper spine. You mean they started off horrifically... Beating Arsenal. Beating Arsenal. Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> Europa League, basically. Okay. Dropping out the Europa League straight away. I think he threw that, didn't he? He knew that that wasn't something they yeah, needed. The performances were horrendous. It's like, they weren't even trying. Yeah, Maybe but they, they did throw Their them. fans were really worried. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, he's. Uh, there, there is certainly quality in what they've done. Uh, and, uh, they've got and some good players. They even, have. Even with uh, Payet out, they've got some really good players. Well, I, and I was thinking about the games that they did win, and they were all against very you know, top clubs, where you can only, if you're a team like West Ham, you can only play one way, which is to sit back and counter, right? They didn't, though. Did they not? No. not to, to, to a degree, they did. But against Liverpool, I thought they were on the front foot quite a bit. Really? They really, really impressed me. I mean, they're actually starting to control games and they look like a, a fairly mature side. My, my yeah, honest... I, I think that from the games that I did see, they it wasn't a, a, a case of, sit, you know, men behind the ball and then hitting them uh, on the break. It was kind of, they they were playing with a bit of confidence and that they, they were looking for the win. So it's... Their, some of their away performances this year really reminded me of when they came to us last year and basically played us played us off the park for 75 minutes and they seem to have carried on that but also added some real quality throughout the side we mentioned Payet just then but Lanzini looks a really good player so well Payet's out so for three months isn't he which is we shouldn't kid ourselves is an absolutely enormous mm. fucking bonus for yeah. us because he's been Arguably the player of the season. Yeah, yeah. he's incredible. Certainly isn't he? the signing, attacking signing of the season. La- so. Lanzini is—it's in, it's, it's incredible that they've got him. 
he's such a classy player. Yeah. Uh, he I, he's been linked, he's been uh, compared to David Silva, and I think that's a fantastic mm. comparison because he really does. The way he moves across the pitch reminds me of David Silva so much. The difference is that he's a real natural finisher. Yeah. He finishes fantastically well. <laughs> so, so hang on, you're saying he's exactly he's, he, like, he, he's like David <laughs> Silva, right? But the only difference is that he can finish. He doesn't quite have Silva's creativity. Imagine fusing uh, Aguero and Silva. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> now, Lanzini is class. I would really like to sign him. The details about how he's is he on loan now? He's on loan from uh, Al Jazeera so, Club. Uh, I don't know why he ended up playing. It must have been money. That well, he I think we all know why. Yeah, it's 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 nuts that he was out there. But he is a really good signing, and they'll definitely want to make that a permanent move because he looks like a classy player. I mean, if he, he carried... also looks a little bit like Modric in his style, the way he commits. Fuck players. me! So hang on, he's, he's, he's Aguero, he's, he's Sergio Aguero, David Silva, and Luka Modric in yeah. one. Yeah, basically. Fuck I'm gonna me. lose nine nil. Yeah. <laughs> he's. I mean, would will he stay there if he has continues to play the way he has? No, I mean, no. surely everybody. Would be on I mean, at the moment, the thing is, it's early days, isn't it? So he's what has he played ten games for them, something like that. It's yeah. early days, but mm. if he carries on at this rate, he'll be snapped up by someone so else. What do you think Pochettino is going to be saying going into this game? Obviously, we're in the enviable position compared to where Liverpool and Man City and Chelsea were. In that, we know what West Ham are now. Do you think he's going to set up to counteract some of what West, the way West Ham play, or is it about Tottenham playing their game? I think it's always tricky when you're at home, though, because you're never quite certain how a team's going to come at you when they visit. You know, they might they might just sit back and they might be. <laughs> <laughs> they might play like they did against Watford, where they were hopeless. Yeah, and we exactly. Have, I mean, it, and partly that was because Watford played really well. So maybe if we if we press them aggressively, I, then I was going to say I think the, the one the one. <laughs> The one consistent thing has to be that we we hair after them like we did against Arsenal and we don't give them an inch. One of the problems is that from home, no matter how good a team you are, breaking a team down who's set up well, who are organised, who know what they're doing, they know the drill and there is no space for us. Because you know, there's so much about the way you, you play football and you, certainly if you're, you're playing a possession style of game as, as Tottenham do sometimes not all the time because we can switch it long and we do often play long mm. balls particularly with uh, Toby yeah absolutely and, and it's worked quite well for us but you, you, you spend a lot of time in building patiently looking for spaces looking or waiting for the, the other team to make a mistake or a player to be slightly out of position and that's when you exploit and one thing we've been really good at this season which is why we've scored so many goals is that we've been, the, the movement of that that three mm. certainly the number 10 and finding that 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 that's that that little bit of space between the defence and the midfield we've managed to do that successfully this season and if we can do that i think west ham will struggle if they are sitting deep you know and they may try to play out and they may that that they may it may not be just as simple a case as, uh, as counter attacking to, to to beat spurs I, I think they're in trouble if they if they do just sit back because I think we've found a way of unlocking these these defenses. We've done it consistently, and that's the only reason I'm saying this. It's not because we have any standout players, but our system seems to be working for what the Premier League is at the moment. Mm. I think as well with um, how to pronounce it, Payet. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the, the guy has been instrumental for them. He's been absolutely a revelation. Um, and when kind of when you have a player and you have this momentum and you kind of look to someone to get you out of these holes, 
to, to create, to kind of lead the team. Um, and you know if things aren't going your way, give it to that guy, and that guy is just going to, you know, he's just going to create something out of nothing. Um, when a player like that gets injured or they're suspended for a game or they're out for two or three games, you know someone's going to come in and, uh, and be a stopgap and, and they can fill in and do a little bit kind of what they can do. But when kind of your star player, they're out for three months, heads can drop and you, you kind of come out onto the football field and it's like... Where do we go from here? Like, who, who's mm. who's going to get us out of this? Like, who's gonna who's gonna control the game? Who's gonna do this? So, I, it's I'm I'm gonna say right now, and I don't normally say this, but I think this is kind of this could be the the start of the the bubble bursting. <laughs> Fucking hell! I was gonna say I was it's difficult to call, but I don't think it's the start of the bubble bursting. One, we, one, we could be the ones that pop it. But one happy accident, in a way, for them might be that Payet being out means that. Carol might start playing and if they watched any video of us playing against Arsenal they'll know that one thing we struggled with enormously which kind of got overlooked I think a bit in the you know joy over us dominating them for the majority of the game and outplaying them and blah 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 was that every single corner and every single time Ozil put a ball in the box you know Jury should have scored the hat trick okay so we sorry to cut you no 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 it's just that we've you've come brilliantly onto a question that we had from reddit from airs23s underscore coffee Get on that. Um, (laughs) Why do you think we're having so many issues with set pieces and crosses in the game? We've got you know some fairly tall players that should be able to deal with this sort of stuff. How? Why are so so many of the chances coming against the set pieces? My opinion, which is quite brutal, is that Vertonghen's really bad at marking. Is one of the main issues we've got. I think Alderweireld is is a really good um, aerial presence, and Dyer can be, but isn't yet. But Vertonghen has always been a bit weak in the air. Basically, as soon as someone gets up against him and sort of puts pressure on him, he's quite weak-willed. Yeah. And he, he, he doesn't have that kind of strength. To... There's no power to his game. Yeah, yeah. I can't, but... I can't join in this type, this uh, Jan bashing <laughs> I don't, I, I don't get me wrong. I, I think Vertonghen's been as good this year as he's ever been for Spurs. Absolutely. Um, so I'm, I'm really happy with him. But I felt like against Arsenal, he could have done a lot more. It's interesting what you said about Dyer being... Not quite there because he. I've I've noticed we often put him on the the, the opposition's strongest yeah. aerial threat, which was uh, Giroud the other week, and he lost Giroud every single yeah. time, yeah. and it was driving me insane. And he needs to do better. I think the world again. <laughs> I like a headmaster. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I liked it. I liked it a lot. <laughs> it turned you on a little bit, Wendy. <laughs> a little. It's wind. Um, the game against Anderlecht. Uh, at their ground, when they scored their first, I think the ball came over and it was kind of like the, it just bounced in the box and no one really dealt with it and it landed to their player and he just uh, smashed the ball back in the net. And I've, there's been a couple of times where the ball's come over and it's kind of like, are you dealing with it? Am I dealing mm. with it? Like, who's going to it? There is no, none of this kind of uh, commanding, old fashioned, the ball comes in, fucking wallop that thing out. It was like... Should Hugo do better at times? Like, I wondered yeah, that. Well, well, it's a bit Emirates. like, sh- should Hugo come? Should... Mm. <laughs> 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 fucking hell. <laughs> uh, should Vertonghen go? Like, like, It's kind of a bit like, uh, I don't know who, who who's going to come to the ball, who's going to, like, who's... Who's controlling that, that yeah, six-yard six, six, six box? We should, there should be kind of the deciding factor of... Like well, that's got to be that's got to be Hugo as the captain. He's got to be, you know do that. He's got to yeah, but, command yeah, but, it or come for it. It's either Hugo that he thinks that it's not in his area, 
where he's coming that the cross is coming in and he's going to go and punch it, catch it, whatever. And then it gets to that part where it's just that little bit further out where it's down to Toby and Yan to say, okay, I, I'm actually going to go for this. And it's that kind of authoritative, like, I'm, this is my this is my fucking ball, and I'm mm. and I'm going for it. It's a bit like that's about leaders in the yeah, bo- lead, having like, leaders I'm, in the team, looking it, at yeah. each other as to say, well, you should be going for it. I'm dropping back, kind of. In terms of West Ham, I don't think. I mean, the Carroll is an obvious aerial presence, but I was going to say that I think the even bigger than Payet missing for them would be if Sacco is missing because I think he adds such a dimension to their game. He, he destroyed us really in the good, channel sites. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's a really good player, and I think he's so much better than Carroll. Is and he likely to got, be missing? He's 50-50. I mean, their front four of, even without Payet, of um, probably Zerate on the left, Lanzini in the middle, Moses on the right and Sacco up front, that is a dangerous front four, especially on the counter-attack with loads of pace and direct (coughs) running there. Um, They'll probably have Kiate and then either Noble or Song in midfield. Kiate in the air is a real threat. He's a threat. He's a a presence in midfield as well. He's loads Mm. of drive, loads of athleticism. They've just got a good side that's built for Premier the kind League of football, football they're trying to... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Really athletic, but also loads of talent in there. Um, Andy Harrison from Facebook Cast in very long, convoluted form. Uh, <laughs> but cheers, Andy. Do yeah. keep writing it. <laughs> <laughs> You're so good having you in here, Charlie. I'm really... <laughs> I need a foil. I need someone. I'm the foil. I need someone to fucking rein me in. Uh, yeah, thank you, Andy. But basically, Lamella's suspended. Is that right? Five, is, five yeah. yellow yeah. cards. He's so also he's... got a muscular injury as well, so it's probably a bit of luck actually that he's got his one injury. When We're going to miss him. Anyway. The, the, we press, are. the pressing starts with Eric. Mm. We are absolutely, uh, and, and what... largely because he's usually lost the ball and then <laughs> he has to start pressing. <laughs> Second but... touch is a tackle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true, and he, you know, but you can't deny that. The, his value in the team yeah, yeah. I love him I do that, love him like we said that right hand side has been phenomenal so what do we do in his, in his absence Sonny well, he plays on the right he, he probably, play, well, he I probably think the, has to be the thing when yeah. when those three those three games when, when Son first came into the team which we won all of them the, the thing I like most about us in that formation with him in there was suddenly that front three started looking as you'd imagine a Pochettino front would the, the three behind the striker, rather, they were all moving every five mm. minutes. They changed position. Very interchangeable. Sure, yeah, yeah. You weren't yeah. sure who was playing number ten, who was playing left or right, and I think that all came from him and the fact that he can dovetail with anyone on the pitch. He can pick up any position. He's very tactically astute. I think. Very. Yeah. Um, and I think Ericsson's going to benefit from being a little bit more versatile in, in well, how he, he approaches Ericsson the game. played from the right a fair bit against Arsenal and, and mm. looked good there. He he did a good job there. What, what what's your your front four? So the three behind the one. What, if I mean, everyone's fit. If, if, no, no, not if everyone's fit. Oh, for West Ham. Yeah, for West Ham. You, have, you haven't got... Just the, the, the three behind behind the front man. So you, obviously Kane's going to play. Who I, did you well, play in that three? It, I never thought I would say this, but at the moment, Dembele is first name on the team sheet. Where though? Which Because I was going to say Dembele, but where was you, across that three? In, with the men around, probably on the right. That's what I was going to say. Ericsson, 10, Sun left. I think that's what's going to happen. That's it, that Sun is. looked like he struggled for fitness against Arsenal. He looked, he looked sluggish. There? The other options are... Ali. Mason pushed forward Ericsson on the left, which is an option. So Mason number 10? Possibly. No, he he did no really well there against all, Everton. That's the worry. I think, yeah. well, I think you just called it, a, uh, Charlie, you did. I think Dembele will start on the right, Ericsson will be at 10 and um, Son will be on the left. But I think if Son does play in particular, then that will be... That would be very interchangeable. I, I think, think we'll I mean, see think all three players playing in all three positions. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather largely Ericsson left, Son central... 
with Sun and Kane interchanging plenty as well because mm. I like Sun's running in behind I like the fact that he allows yeah. us to stretch defences I, I, I love the fact that Dembele is just you can't drop him at the moment and he's come from nowhere and it's another example of what Pochettino do, is doing with these players Rose uh, there was a time you couldn't drop yeah. him Dyer, you can't drop him Ali, arguably, you can't drop him at the moment, although I think there's a lot of he hype. Need, he needs a bit of resting. I think there's yeah. a shitload of hype around yeah. around Ali at the moment. Um, but don't get me wrong, I think he's a great player. But, but then I, I, th- I thought he was ready to have a rest at the Emirates, and he mm. was absolutely he was brilliant. Great. I was on Twitter all week going, oh, I'm not sure about Ali's yeah. first touch, and he might need a rest. And then he was man of the match. Yeah. You know, Again, another... I mean, I, I think... The Fighting Cock's underlying theme this season is that uh, we, we don't know anything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, and that's I've, what's glorious about it. Why yeah. should we know anything? We're going to splat out bollocks. I, and Pochettino needs to splat out since. I've long criticised Dembele. Yeah, long well, criticised. And I, I, don't, I don't go back on what I've said because the things I've said have been valid arguments. But he's, he's added goals to his game, which is something we've been clamouring for since he joined. I, I found myself thinking about Dembele. Yeah. Last week, and I started like giggling almost. <laughs> like this guy who has looked like he could be one of the best players we've seen in years is now. Turning. I don't want to say always oh, like any signing again, but Jesus Christ! Yeah. Like you know, we've suddenly got this bloke who just looks phenomenal. If you remember what Ferdinand, uh, there was this kind of rumor oh, yeah. or story came out that oh. Ferd, Ferd, it, it wasn't a rumor, but he said it on national television. They would television. tell him, right? Okay, so this you'll is you'll be next. You'll be next. Yes, you're to Dembele. You're the next person to sign for Real Madrid from yeah. Spurs. And that's a horrible thing for fans to hear, but you can imagine inside the club... That's it is somewhat... also ludicrous as well. Yeah, I mean, it's ludicrous for but us. Then, but and then I think every time you hear players talk about training, yeah. they always talk about Dembele. Exactly. Being, you know, I think um, Adua this week was talking about how they hate playing against it's Dembele not... in training because they just can't get the ball off it's not even Br- It's not even uh, Tottenham players, they're Belgian players saying yeah. that he's... He, yeah. He's the best, the best at training, and, that, and that, that's no good to us on the pitch of being great at training because we don't see that fucking exactly. shit. And even if we did see it, shit, it'd be boring because fucking is training. But and they try and show us it, but there'd be a fifteen-minute lag on the website, and you'd only see five minutes. <laughs> well, okay. but uh, there is there is evidence of the fact that we've got the player we thought we had for a long, long time. If with, he keeps scoring, we're so and, jinxing and, it, and, and also he hasn't got an assist yet. I want to see him create more. I, I don't. I, I get what you're saying, and in that behind the front three he needs to be scoring and, and assisting but I think there's, he's so valuable in, yeah, in he controlling is. the game he is against Arsenal I don't think and I might be wrong but I don't think he lost the ball a single time he was like he a did. comfort he blanket lost, like every time he got the ball I felt he safe. lost the ball <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah he, he made a three or four laps, lax passes from central deep central well, midfield it, it, where he just handed the ball back to Arsenal really players. Uh, yeah, right. yeah I mean Why, don't what's your wrong? fucking problem with does have Why do you, seriously everyone said he was a man does have a Google alert for stuff like that everyone said he was a man of the match and you're coming here and shitting on the parade don't get me wrong he hit I was so wrong about his... You did just say be your first name on the team. Yeah, uh, he was great against Arsenal, yeah. but let's not overlook the things he does wrong as well. No, let, let's overlook it. <laughs> I understand that there's weaknesses in every game. Celebrate what there they are, do right. There are. There I think are. This, is a big, this is a huge game for him because we've all spent two weeks waxing the recall, which weirdly enough, we did exactly this time before last year before the West, West Ham home game. game. It just played that game against, was it Sheffield United? The yes. away leg, and yes. everyone was like, oh my God, he's a number 10, he's a... This is, He's a destroyer. We finally found where we need to play him, and he got dragged off at half time. Well, I've said this before on the podcast, but what's great about him is he can play anywhere and do do well. But has there been a player at Spurs that's been hauled off at half time more times than Moussa Dembele? <laughs> I don't think there is. Probably I think not. it's happened five times. 
Wow. That's, 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 that's ridiculous. He just has these games where he just doesn't look up for it sometimes. How old is he now? 28. 28. Okay, so he, he's, he, you know, there's no sell-on value. Let's give him another call. Uh, yeah, he's, you're absolutely he's got, right. I mean, so let's just see what he can do. See first, what he can do, he's yeah. Seen, he's, seen, he's seen too many good friends go to Sunderland. Yeah. That, that changes him. Yeah. That, that's, that's an excellent point. Uh, he's an excellent point because he could have easily been Eunice Gabor. If he didn't pull his, uh, his well, they were in up. for him in the summer, weren't they? I think there was a lot of talk about. Rick, sorry, you've had your hand up for. Sorry, no, no, no. <clears throat> I think it's uh, like for me, it's when you have a player and you can have these across any club in the Premier League, any you know, across any leagues where they're at your club and they do a certain thing, and it's kind of like you want that extra bit more. You want them to either, you know, track back and they don't. They, you know, they need to do something. And I don't know whether it's credit to Potts, to the team, to, you know, to say, you know, you will start and mm. you will get your chance. And but, but what you need to bring to your game, you need to be more selfish. Yeah. You need to take shots at goal. You need to, when you drop, uh, drop the shoulder and you beat a player, you need to, you know, pass it to someone in space. You need to do these certain things which progresses your game. And then there's other players, your Masons, Dyers, whoever, where, you know, you get pigeonholed into, and stereotyped and said, this is where you are, this is where you play, this is what you've been doing. But then it's working with those players and it's saying, you know, what you've got is fantastic, but if you go that extra yard and you do these certain things, then this is what's going to cement your place or this is what's going to raise your profile, whatever. And I think it's kind of like over this time with Dembele and where he's come in, it's like this is kind of like your final chance, you know. Yeah, this absolutely. this is where you're gonna this is where you can grab the game by the scruff of the neck. Or grab your place by the scruff of the neck, and or some, or basically, this is where you, this is where you, this is this basically what you do in the next three years. This is I, I can imagine this conversation being had with Moussa Dembele. Is you're 28 now, what you do in the next three years will define your career because mm. so far it's been bollocks. You've had untold untold amount of potential. You did excellently at Fulham, but you were playing in a team where you're always going to do well. You're always going to stand out. Yeah. You've underperformed at Spurs for so long now's the time yeah and this is the system here's the manager that's going to allow you to do this if you listen to him you're going to be all right and and so far you know he's had injuries and problems and I remember a, a time where he was in form and he got that hip injury and that yeah. hip's been niggling away at him for yeah what 18 months now. but Tomlin said that recently in an interview saying if he stays fit then and I think that's the the sort of un, undersold thing is that he has had a lot of injuries and I think from the sounds of it certain managers might have asked him to play through certain injuries but fingers crossed Must is here to stay absolutely um, we've got a question from Focus Spurs on Twitter he says why do you think West Ham fans have such a huge rivalry with Spurs Although it's not perceived that way from our fans, they've got no one else to be rivals with. Who, who else would it be? Yeah, there's, there's no one else in the Premier League that they're bothered about. So it's Spurs, and we've got two other teams we're bothered about, and that's why it's one-sided slightly. I think I don't think like we should pretend like playing West Ham isn't important to us. Oh, it's no, massive, it is massively it's important. Fuck, uh, I was I, about I mean, to I, say the same thing. It is. A huge, uh, it is a big rivalry. See, like the, the London teams of Tottenham, Chelsea, Arsenal, West Ham. When that fixture list comes out, and I look for Arsenal and then look for Chelsea, look for West Ham, I look, and then after that, I'm not really too fast about anyone yeah. else, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and since a kid, um, you know, going with my dad down to Spurs, and then you kind of 
we have our, you know, beer, have a bit of food and stuff like that. And, you know, it's time and, you know, the escort's going to come down for the West Ham fans and Chelsea fans and Arsenal mm. fans. And people are going to turn up and there's going to be lads bouncing on their toes. And it's that kind of whole electric atmosphere and things like that. These are the things that I... You know that, that that kind of that they, it's a, it's a sad thing to admit. It really is, but th- this is why I buy my season ticket because I do not want to miss games like that. Because yeah. that feeling, yeah, and of belonging to Spurs, and then when your rivals come into town, and there's that that kind of animosity and that thickness in, in, in the air. In terms of the I, animosity, there's only one thing, one one game that usurps the the Arsenal game, and that's West Ham. In my opinion, they their hatred for us actually. Bit the energy that the, the the you mentioned about the electricity in the air. Yeah, it's there against West Ham. Yeah, I mean that that Sherwood's first game in the League Cup. Oh, oh yeah. As I went through, and I know we, we see the the game slightly differently, Wendy, in the fact that I'm massively interested in the culture that surrounds football, and you're massively interested in all the nerdy shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a neat way. It? <laughs> I'm only mucking. I'm only mucking. Um, but the, the 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 electric, the static in the air for that West Ham game, I, it just fucking filled my cock for I've, 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 done, I've only done West Ham away once, but it was a. Ho- I hated going to their ground. I can't say it was, I enjoyed. It was quite it, scary. It yeah, genuinely, no. and their fans are vile. I was really vile. I was going to say, I think, I think Flav touched on it in a, in a way. In that hey, hey. It's, uh, <laughs> what am I doing tonight? <laughs> it's, um, <laughs> Everything you say, me and Flav are like, looking at each other, just like, damn it! <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a hatred and it's a rivalry that is largely fueled off their hatred for us. Yeah. yeah. But because of that, it now means that we've, you know, we've, we feel something because you can't not. When you've got like three, four thousand people, you know, I've, I've sat a few rows away from where the West Ham fans start at White Hart Lane, and it is, Flav's right, maybe apart from Arsenal, mm. the vitriol that pours out of that lot towards us is unrivaled yeah. any, anywhere, any other fan base in the country. I wouldn't discredit this game by saying that we aren't bothered by it. That I mean, I, I don't really enjoy that when I see Spurs fans. No. Saying well, we don't even get a shit about that you. season where they beat us three times was horrible. Oh, well, that, that was, was absolutely awful. horrible. No, I, I, yeah, I, you know, from my time as supporting Spurs, and that hurt. Mm. It, it was like uh, that's a lot of people saying, oh, you know, about it was during the Sherwood era, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah. that season, and well, it was kind of ABB like sort of faggot. Yeah, and yeah. It, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it was kind of like oh, this blah blah blah, and I was like, but. For me, this is a, like a, a dirty, dirty stain on mm. our history that this has happened. But the reason why I don't want to discredit this game and to say that West Ham fans are pathetic and um, we don't even care about you is because that's exactly what Arsenal do about us. And we laugh at them because you're saying, well, you don't understand the traditions of this game and by denying this derby, you're denying your very existence. Because yeah. if, you, if, if your rivalry isn't with Tottenham, then you really don't understand football at all. If we just say to our uh, West Ham, well, you're a nothing club, therefore we we, we, we don't have any hatred or, or, or any rival with you, it's, it's not, you're denying what, what it means to be Spurs. And they hate us, therefore they're coming to our patch, pissing all over it. You've got to fucking have a little bit of vitriol aimed a little bit, uh, I don't know what, you know, it's just... Yeah, yeah, you've got, no, that's yeah, going yeah, yeah. to fire you up. It's somehow. got to fire you up because they're coming and taking the piss. Yeah. And they're coming there, they smashed us 3-0, they beat us again in the cup. They, I think they they won. There was three times, wasn't it? Three times in one season. Last season we got through by a cunt hair. Yeah. So that was a horrendous thing to say. <laughs> that, that, that is straight sorry. from we the book of tea. Yeah. That is. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Straight from the book of tea. Sorry. Yeah. If we get sometimes we get recording. I really <laughs> do. 
apologies, mum. Um, yeah, so look, don't don't be like Arsenal. Don't deny West Ham that uh, the, 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 they they're a lesser team than us. They ain't. It does matter. It might not be our number one priority, but it's still yeah, important. It, they ain't Arsenal, but they're still they're still relevant. Yeah. They, and they will always be relevant as long as football's important to most people. And do you know what? Most of the time, we'll beat them. So when we do beat them, ram it down their fucking weird little. Yeah. Oh, there's so much I want to say, but I'm. Reco- <laughs> I won't say it. No, I'm not going to say. I was going to do the same thing and say things that I'd regret saying afterwards. Jelly deals. <laughs> Jelly deals. Pearly suits. Pearly. Pearly. Pearly Queen. Pearly Queen. Fuck knows. Russell Brands. Russell Brands. Russell Brands. Danny fucking Dyer. Russell Brand. Katie else? Perry. Katie Perry. Oh, I don't. No, she, she, didn't have, she doesn't have to do that anymore. What other way? Uh, Ray Winston used yeah. to be a good Karen actor. Karen Brady. Shit now. Karen Ooh. fucking oh, Brady. Fucking hell. Fucking David Sullivan. Fucking, what is it? Jack Sullivan. Bend over, or whatever his name is. Mm. Jack, I don't know. Spooky's probably got a massive vendetta against him. Yeah, he hates British porn, Spooky, doesn't he? Um, anyway, let's throw out some other West Ham names out there. Shit. All of the EastEnders... Billy Mitchell. <laughs> Billy fucking yeah. Mitchell! Exactly. I just kept wanting to say Bobby Moore, but that's ridiculous because he was amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, not Bobby Moore. Harry Redknapp. Cole Fuck Cole. Cole, Cole. <laughs> All right, enough. Okay, so I don't think we've answered that very well, but just hate West Ham. I think we've answered that yeah. bloody well. Do you think? Yeah. That's the most like, succinct way to answer that question that's ever been. Yeah, yeah. fuck West Ham. But, yeah. Anyway, but not as much as Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, but not as much as Arsenal. Or Chelsea, naturally. Yeah, or Chelsea. But enough. Um, I was going to go into the, the fixtures, the next fixtures, but I, I don't want to. It's boring. Who, who are the next? Just, just say big games. Carabag, Chelsea, West Bromwich Albion, Mandalay, and Newcastle. Win them all. Win them all. Yeah. Smash them. I mean, we've got an opportunity here to go on a real run. We're on a real run. We're about we to equal our Premier League. We record. are. We are. But all right, to win. Some games in a row, not yeah. draw. Yeah, carry bag away. I think that. Uh, don't know. It could be. Uh, Who cares? Who cares? Yeah, right. I cares? care. I'm I'm bang up for yeah. the Europa League this year. Yeah, no, I am completely. But carry bag away, I ain't. Just well, get a draw out there and come back home. That's, that's the point. worry, though. I think they're a good team. Who, who wants to go? Yeah, and who wants to go all the way out there? I'd so love to. If I was, happened, like, if I was a billionaire, I'd definitely or a millionaire. If I was just like quite rich, I'd go out to carry bag 100. percent um, but we're going to talk about uh, Europa League. In the, in, there's a question at the end. Right. <laughs> but what I, I, what what we've been doing on the fighting cock? Because a lot of people have been going. Well, why don't you just start doing some video stuff? And we've always been a bit like what? Well, we've been a, quite reluctant to do it because I, I don't know. You, there, there's a lot of fan channels that are wank. And uh, I never want the fighting cop to be that at all. So whenever we do, if we do any video content, it will always be from the position that we're actually producing stuff that people might want to look at, not rather we'll just put out so much that some might hit. So uh, we've got an opportunity to interview Rowan Ricketts and both sections of that interview are available on our YouTube, um, which you can download all of, uh, sorry, listen to all of the, the podcasts that we produce. But we've, we, we, we videoed our interview with Rowan Ricketts and actually very insightful, interesting. Talks about all these. I saw, I saw the, uh, was it part one the other day? And he was yeah. like, and then he goes like, 
uh, yeah, yeah, so blah, 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 and then join the Yids. Yeah. Sorry if that offended some people, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm part of the family. Yeah, yeah, I'm part of the family. Yeah, no, I quite <laughs> like that, that bit. Because this is, you get, the thing with He football, knows, he knows. The thing with footballers now is that you, you get straight batted, always. Mm. Oh, you know, actually, yeah. Charlie, you know yeah. better than most. Having spent time with Gareth Bale others, yeah. and others. Um, who? And I, just, I thought you I said Ledders then. I have met Ledders, he's, oh, but he's lovely. He's really nice. Okay, so you know you you often get straight batted. I'd imagine. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's almost impossible. You've got to wait till they retire. I think. Well, this is pro- probably why Ray, Rowan Ricketts was giving up so much. And I don't of, I don't blame them necessarily. You know, they've got huge sponsorships and contracts and yeah, of course. You know, whatever. It's tough. Anyway, look. If you want to listen to the interview we did with him. Um, then go on uh, on our YouTube. It's youtube.co.uk. Sorry, youtube.com forward slash the fighting cock thfc, and we're going to put up put it up on our website also. But what you're about to hear is the section of the interview that we didn't capture video for the guy who was recording it. I don't know what happened. Basically, what happened was that he said he'd recorded it all, and when I got it, he hadn't. So all I had was the audio for the second part. But what what this is is really interesting about his career as a nomadic footballer. Um, there's a few footballers that played for lots of really weird football clubs, going to strange parts of the world. And this section of the interview is about his time in Thailand, in India, in Hungary. You know, all, all these strange places. Hungary ain't a strange place, really, is it? And Pushkas play for Hungary. Yeah. Yeah. Well done to Hungary for qualifying for Euro 2016. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, so uh, yeah, have a listen to this uh, and uh, <laughs> to all our Hungarian listeners. <laughs> I wonder if anyone listens from Hungary listens to. Actually, we, uh, we know lots of people in America listen. We know across Europe there's Spurs fans that tune into this podcast. God bless you all. But tell us. If anyone lis- listens to it in a really obscure country, please email in and we'll, we'll read it out next Particularly week. Particularly Hungary. Hungary is one. Um, but somewhere far east or somewhere, you know what I'd really love? If there was some guy in the Sib- in Siberia, in Russia, who listened to in a hut, who somehow managed to download the podcast. That, that's that's <laughs> the kind of shit I like. Rowan Ricketts. <laughs> One massively interesting part about your career is how how well travelled you are. I mean, nomadic. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's the word. Yeah. Uh, you, uh, you've been. Uh, uh, forgive me if I'm missing these. Like Hungary, Moldova, India, Ireland. Keep going. Uh, uh, See, Thailand. Yeah. Keep going. What is more? Oh, listen. Um, I'll help me out. Yeah. Let's <laughs> See Hong Kong, yeah, 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 yeah. That's it, and it's true. Ecuador, Ecuador. Yeah. Tell me about India. What? That's not the footballing capital of the world. What, what was that like? I know. It is. It's actually turning into one now, and they've got this ISL out there at the moment. But um, yeah, India was crazy because I was training with Spurs. And how did it happen? Prior, I was training madness. I was training with Spurs. Harry Redknapp was there. Tim Sherwood, Les Ferdinand, and Chris Ramsey. I was training with them for a few months, looking for a club, but trying to stay fit. And they was nice enough to let me train with them. And they was, there was like Modric was there, Bell was there, and I was training. And everyone was like, "How come you can't get a Premier League club? And how come you can't get a team in England?" Because they'll see me train with them, which is where the level I'm used to. But they don't understand You're out of sight, out of mind. So I'm trying to look for a club and can't get a good club. And and then I like India, some agents calling me. And I was like, I don't want to go there because it's like 
once you kind of go there, it's like, it's worse for your CV. I was like, I need to earn a living, this is how I earn a living. And then, so what do I do? Stay around here and look at League One, League Two teams. They don't play football, like I was saying. Yeah. So it's not going to really help me. And then I ended up going to India. I'm mental, yeah. hot, yeah. humidity, pitches, horrendous. Um, the, the best thing about it was the players were nice people. So, I mean, Indian people have got to, like, we see them in England, we kind of just pass them. Do you know what I mean? Say, oh, they own all the corner shops and stuff like this. And, yeah, yeah. Which they do, but what a great. We don't really take time to get to know them. Amazing. Pitches and conditions were madness. I remember my first training session. This was crazy. So I get up. I was like, maybe six in the morning. Knocking on the door, Rohan, um, Rohan, Rohan, can you, we have to go, we have to go, train us at seven. I'm like, what? I just, I had no sleep, just arrived in two days ago, jet lagged, we're going training. So I'm like, okay, training kit, this is no, you have to bring your own shirt, you have to bring your own shirt, your own clothes. I said, what, what is this? So anyway, I took my own stuff, because I'm humble, Jeremy. let's get on with this, like, part, of the, part of the crazy journey. Yeah, yeah. I get down to the training pitch. Muddy, crazy people in their own stuff. The only thing that you could distinguish from was who was the bibs. <laughs> it was crazy, and I remember there was a little small grass snake. Oh what? Yeah. On the football. And I said, I said, where am I? Like, I was at Tottenham, Premier League lights, something sixty thousand old traffic. Oh, then I said, you know what? Listen, I'm in, I'm in Goa now. Let me just get this. Anyway, the players were just laughing because they knew where I played and. I just smiled and laughed it off and just kind of enjoyed it. It's been, like I said to you before, it's like a movie. Yeah. It was mental. Do you know what I mean? And after a while, I couldn't handle it because I couldn't handle the fact that he was getting money, he was living like a paradise, go was like paradise. But I wasn't stimulated. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But by the football, and in the end, I ended up leaving and going to South America. Right, so, yeah, you. how, how do you find these clubs as a, as a player? How do you find this club in Goa that are willing to take you on? Or obviously they're willing to, but... What is it? You, your agent finds or you put a, a release out. How, how does this happen? How do these moves happen? Do you know. You know what? It's just, social media has been a big thing to help. Um, yeah. As you're travelling, what I found out that is very important is having your own networks, and the key to that is players. Players helping players because it's a market, and I hope to cover it on my own channel in, in the near future. There's everyone talks about obviously the, the the Premier League and the league and the creme de la creme and stuff, but it's a whole market that are kind of going unnoticed and there's untold stories and players that are kind of like myself, I've become one of them where you're going to play in these countries that no one really knows anything about and the way you're getting there is because you're meeting another guy who says, oh, you know, I played in Iran, yeah. like J-Lord Samuel. And he said, oh, you play in Iran? Oh, oh, can you get me there? And he said, oh, get me this agent. And then you, you basically end up talking to this agent on WhatsApp or Viber or WeChat if you want to go to Asia, Asia, Asia and... Um, you kind of go through players, and sometimes you can reach out to agents through different websites, but mainly it's going through players, you see, oh, he's played there, and you reach out to them. Some of them might not want to even respond, and some of them are nice, they'll say, hey, everyone, take this number. Yeah. Before you know it, you're on the next flight out to Thailand or South America, and it's, um, it's a roller coaster. It's a roller coaster. So, you're uh, obviously coming towards the end of your playing career. You're looking for a new club at the moment. Yeah, what, yeah. What's your plan? The plan now is is to be able to get into a team over here in England and train, just to stay fit. Um, it's very difficult because football in England, especially the Premier League, Championship, everything's become more less access and 
I don't know. I don't, I, yeah, it's closed off. It's different. Like, I mean, it's like I've played for like, like I said to you, I was allowed to train with Spurs. Yeah, they had all these big names. Like, it's like a family club to me. I was allowed to go in there. And now things have become different. Not just Spurs, like, everywhere. It's like you can't get in to train to keep fit. And that's why I'm, I've got this amazing idea that I want to bring to the PFA because there's some players. There's myself. There's Jermaine Penn and there's, there's Jerome Thomas, and that's just free to. Just to say a few, and it's players that are training on their own. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So professional football players, and I, I've got this idea to bring us all together. Yeah, and get us all under one roof training. Get coaches that ain't getting their, they ain't working on their craft to be able to train us and help us get back into the game or or do other stuff. Um, but I'm looking for a team at the moment. Spoken to a few clubs. Spoke to, spoke to Spurs. Um, spoke to Harry Kill the other day. Who congratulations to him. He's got a good job. And Watford, and hopefully, hopefully there's a few agents that can find me something I can do in England in terms of training to keep fit. Looking forward to the new year. Mm. So, I mean, there's a few opportunities, a few markets open up in Asia, North America, and hopefully I'm fit enough. I'm still I'm 32. Yeah. That I can find a club. Unless you're trying to find me something, Mr. Flavor. I'll sort you out, man. Right? Yeah. As soon as there's an opportunity, I'm on the phone. Yeah. 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 Um, you, you, and you're going to set up your own you, uh, YouTube channel? Yeah, 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 YouTube, yeah. YouTube. Listen, yeah. I'm coming for all of you. I'm coming for all of you. FIFA, I love FIFA. I'm one of the best out there. i got game, that's going to be one of my shows. But yeah, I'm looking to grow my YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, I had a good, great other conversation with you guys. Ball Street, um, looking to become a part of that. Um, sat down with Stu and he let me know what he thinks I could maybe bring to the channel, what the channel could help me with and just hoping to be a part of the, the, the bigger picture and the great network and I think I can bring something yeah, to you. I think, I, think, I think it's about time Ron Ricketts actually comes and smashes the, the digital world. What do, you, what do you think? Mate, I think you're all over it. I'd love to see it. Yes. Absolutely. Thank you so much, mate. Listen, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. It's been a nice, natural interview. Yeah, it. yeah, cheers, man. I mean, it's not often we get opportunities of ex-players yeah. and someone as humble as you and... and I'm still playing! It, this, this one, I'm, this players, players. Oh, see, this is what happens when you come out there, you ain't had a club for a while. These guys are going, yeah, ex-players, ex-pro. I believe in you, Rowan, I believe in you. Now he believes in me. I, in I ain't coming on your show. <laughs> Listen, it's, 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 it's been amazing, nice, man. man. I appreciate it. Thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah, Bull Street, uh, The Fighting Cock. Check out Rowan Ricketts' uh, YouTube channel when it it's comes. It's coming in. soon. coming soon. Thank you very much. So there you go, Rowan Ricketts. In a nutshell, not in a nutshell, a little bit about his career. Interesting dude. He is. He is interesting, and I, he was very, very personable, and not something you'd expect from um, a professional footballer. Really, very, very friendly, very nice guy, and uh, he's, he's bringing his own YouTube channel soon, apparently. So, check that out if you liked what he had to say. We've got some questions from the listeners. Uh, Keith Wickle from Facebook. He says, "What's the worst thing you've ever said or done in supporting Spurs?" Has anyone got an answer? Because I've got an answer. Go on, Charlie. I um, I once wept at Jurgen Klinsmann. When I was, how old would I have been when he was at Spurs the first time, 94? So I was about 10 or 11, and it was around the time when it was rumoured that he was going to be leaving, just before he announced that he was. And uh, I saw him in the players' car park. My dad's old firm had a box, so I was very lucky to go once in the box. And I ran over and just started crying and begging at him not to leave Tottenham. And my dad had to pull me away and apologise. What, literally, to hit his feet? Uh, pretty much, like oh I sort of God. touched him, oh and my God. dad had to like go. Look, I'm really sorry, Mr. Klinsman. He's just a huge fan of yours, and I'd like 
No. Jurgen 18 shirt. Your dad was like wrong. Floor. Your dad was wrong. He needs to know what he did. Actually, you did. You did a great thing there, Charlie. Three you days later, he had held that stupid press conference and the stupid comedy club or whatever it was and announced he was going. Yeah, but you My dad said that was probably your fault. No, <laughs> it wasn't. You gave him that little twang in his heart and thinking, I've just made a child cry. And he it's needed probably to why he came that. back. Exactly. It's probably why he came exactly. back. Exactly. So we didn't get relegated because of me embarrassing myself. So <laughs> I don't think you embarrassed yourself. I think you're a hero. Thanks, mate. It makes me feel a lot better about it. <laughs> Good. Charlie. I mean, Windy. I don't... I, you don't have anything? Nothing really. I mean, I've... I have. I've lied a few times to get out of work early to watch Europa League matches when they've been on at difficult times. But other than that, I can't really think of anything. That isn't nowhere near the worst. That's nothing. You've never. No, said... I've not done anything bad in sports. But I've done some bad things in my time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I love the fact deep. that you're, the sound of your voice as you say something like that. People are listening and go, that can't be I true. Did, I, I, I know you, and I know it's 100% true. I've done some bad things. I have. I've done some I, bad I, things. But not in, not in sports. But <laughs> Rick, you got an answer? Yeah, well, they're not really bad. They're just things that that you need to do, really. What? You know, like, well, not you know like, but there, there's certain strategies that I have to do to go through to watch Spurs when, you know, when there's family occasions happening and things like that. So I've done the old kind of um, being on the fourth or fifth step and sliding down so it studs down the stairs and... I've hurt my leg, I can't go out today, and the family have gone out, so I just lay on the sofa Christ. watching football. <laughs> uh, I've also done, you know, the, the, the famous one where everyone else has their phone on silent, but then you turn it on for a, a busy WhatsApp group, and then your missus is like, oh, what's going on? It's like, oh, yeah, the, the lads are just like, you know, they're having the banter, aren't they? Because they're watching the football game and all that. Like, what, if, what are all of them there? Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Look, my day job as a firefighter is tough, but my night job as a social media manager, my Persian cat Jinxie, that's intense. It's 8 p.m., I've finally gotten home from another 24 hour shift, and I just want to kick back with a cold one, but. Old Jinxie knocks my beer right off the counter and gives me that look that says, no drinking on the clock. But Heineken Zero Zero keeps us both happy. Zero alcohol, but just as refreshing. So I get my drink and I can still work on Jinxie's new line of merch. Heineken Zero Zero. 0.0% alcohol. Now you can. Must be 21 plus to purchase. Enjoy responsibly. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Sports Social Podcast Network.